Eagle looking great. Here we go. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast. My name is Anthony. And my name is Chris. Hi, Chris. How's it going, buddy? I'm doing well. You do well. Yeah, yeah. Doing well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here on the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast, we watch and review slash breakdown and try not to make fun of straight to stream science fiction and science fiction adjacent uh, TV shows, movies, YouTube shorts, whatever it might be, as long as there's moving pictures and sound, we'll watch it. I realized in our last couple episodes, we forgot to tell people what we do. As I was editing, I was like, oh, we just kind of skipped over that part. It happens. Yeah, well, normally I say, my name's Anthony. You say, your name is Chris. I say, how are you? And then we go down a rabbit hole and we forget to do the most basic thing, which is tell people what we're about. I think that happened once. Like we had like a four or five episode streak once where we didn't. It was actually pretty funny. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. I might just start incorporating it to the intro. You know, like, hey, welcome back to the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast, the podcast where we review blah, 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 blah. You know, like just make it like a canned intro. It's not canned because I'm saying it every time, but I mean, scripted, scripted intro might be a better way of doing it. I mean, I, f- I feel like I've suggested a canned intro for many years. <laughs> You've suggested a canned intro, like recording it. Yeah. I'm not about I'm not about that life. Oh no, Re- recording things. <laughs> no, yeah, I just I feel like how do we start a conversation with each other, right? Do we like w- then when do we start? How do we start if we don't it's say easy. hi? Are you, know? are you ready? <sighs> Hello, Anthony. Yeah, but see, it flows so much more naturally from <laughs> whatever, the, from whatever. Thing. It's fine. What's it? What are we here? What are we here to talk about? <laughs> I'm here to talk about all sorts of things. <laughs> I got tired. I had some yellow lights in my room. Oh yeah. Yeah, like just like the soft, they call it soft white bulbs, right? But they're kind of yellow. So I swapped them out today to some daylight bulbs. So they're a white bulb. And I had to move them so they weren't shining right on my face. So like my whole, I redid my entire lighting setup. Not necessarily just for this. It was mostly just because I also, I use this desk for other things. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah. So I do, I mean, does it look all right? Does it look? Yeah. Yeah. You Depth here? You, you do not appear washed out. In good, anyway. good. I actually got a complaint a few weeks ago from a, a mutual friend of ours. They watched one of our recordings here. Uh, we record the podcast on Twitch, twitch.tv slash sci-fi wise guys. Uh, if you want to watch us completely unedited, because I don't know, yeah, you're a glutton for punishment. And uh, they said afterwards, oh yeah, your lighting was real bad. I was like, why didn't you, didn't you message and you could have messaged me and said something. You could have like hit me up, you could message discord and be like, oh, hey, maybe turn on another light or there's a weird shadow on your face or something. I don't know. I'm not yeah. staring at my face the whole time. I'm I got stuff going on. <laughs> Research up on my screen. I got Chris's face on my screen. It's unfortunate. I can't look at Chris's face without also seeing my face with the way our setup is. What? When we're recording. Yeah. It puts our faces right next to each other. Yeah. Is you there can... a way to change that? Yeah. Uh oh my God. I just made you full screen. <laughs> yeah, but then I can't get to like the research pages and stuff we pull up. Oh, just uh, open a new tab. <laughs> no, it is. Oh my God. I don't understand the issue here, but let's move on. Because you, have to all, show me, you, because have to you show can't me alt person. tab out of a full screen uh, page. It doesn't doesn't change well, anything on that. I'm going to send you a screenshot. <laughs> please, please do. <laughs> do it right now. We're doing it, we're doing it live. Uh, <laughs> I have you full screened inside the you, Chrome window. How there's do you a do little, that? Yeah. There's a little thing. Right click this video for additional. Okay, no. That, that I've was got like, a little. I've got a little thing. In, I've got brackets in the top right corner of your image. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I do click too. on them and it just enlarges oh, you I see into that. Chrome. 
I see that. Not, yes, that's what I'm. Okay. See, I double I double clicked on you. If you double click on me, it goes full full screen, but then I can't get out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Today, both of us learned. We learned. We're learning how to use the technology that we've been using for months. Oh man! All right, Chris. Why don't you tell the people what it is that we watched today? We watched an American fantasy drama television series based on the comic book of the same name, written by Neil Gaiman and published by DC Comics, The Sandman. The Sandman. Such an interesting name for a show. Every time I see the word Sandman, I just go, I think of that song, that 50s song. Yeah, 100%. Like so, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen this show. Uh, they don't play that song. Uh, there's ten episodes. Each episode ranges anywhere between forty five and sixty minutes. You know, including credits and whatnot. Which it's Netflix, so they have all the credits for all of the translations. So the credits are pretty long. But they never once play that song. What a missed opportunity! It is. Uh, it, it it's atrocious. <laughs> so yes, the Sandman. It's a newish television show show on netflix oh yeah we have released august 5th uh, so we binged this uh, fairly quickly i think actually when you first suggested it you were like i'm already on episode eight like i can't yeah. <laughs> you just couldn't stop well it was it was like uh i, I think he's like hey man have you figured out i think we're gonna watch this week and i was like well yeah we can watch the sandman or resident evil and mm. i'm already on episode five of <laughs> of the Sandman. right and our original plan yeah. was, and this is something that Anthony and I have kicked around a little bit, which is to have both of us watch something and try to convince the other person to watch it. Unfortunately, at this point, we just couldn't come to fruition for this particular episode. But maybe in the future, we'll just kick that bit all the way yeah. down the road. I think that bit works really well for not two of the most talked about shows being released sure. in recent history. Also... Uh, when we we were going to do that, I was going to watch Resident Evil and you were going to watch a Sandman. But I think that that bit only works if I'm trying to actually convince you of something like, hey, this is something I found that I liked and not <laughs> Resident Evil and the Sandman, which I, you will watch Resident Evil. It will happen. So yeah, I binged this. I binged, I watched nine episodes yesterday after work. Uh, and then I finished out a, another episode this uh, earlier today, the last episode earlier today. So this is 10 episodes long. Uh, let's let's knock out some facts before we get too far into our opinions. On IMDb, this has been out for six days. It's got 38,000 ratings, averaging at 7.9 out of 10. So uh, fairly well received. If we looked at the median, that is a median of nine, uh, with 34.5% of the votes being a 10. So uh, yeah, people really, really, really like it, at least uh, on IMDb. Scooting on over to Rotten Tomatoes. It's got an 86% tomato meter score. Fresh. Oh, I'm looking at 87. Did it Ooh, just let me down? refresh. <laughs> 87. There it is. Damn. Yeah. In the last <laughs> less than an hour. We did went up live, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, average audience score of 83. So pretty, uh, I think that, that might be the two closest scores we've seen on, t- on t- the tomato meter. Like, I think we've seen closer scores on Metacritic than on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Speaking of... <laughs> Speaking of, oh, well, before we get to Metacritic, the critics' consensus for The Sandman Season 1, while it may hold few surprises for fans of the source material, The Sandman's first season satisfyingly adapts an allegedly unfilmable classic. Oh. Now, moving on to Metacritic, Metascore of 66 and a user score of 4.9. You want to give us Google users? How many Google users? 93%. 93%? I was expecting something higher. 
I think this is one of the very few times where we've watched an entire television season before talking about it. Typically, we will only do pilot reviews. But since you had watched several episodes already, I figured let's just go for it. And we'll be doing the same thing for Resident Evil here in a few weeks. Uh, So just breaking the format a little bit, not too much. It's our show. It is our show. Uh, We can do whatever we want. (laughs) I guess this is something you picked. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and uh, just give my thoughts and opinions. Segue right into that. Okay. Unless you have any you have any grievances. No, do you think, girl? This show is not bad. It's not a bad show. It is not great either. I think that the 7.9 is a little high. Uh, the 7.9 on IMDb. I think it's a solid six to six and a half. I think it's fun. I am happy that I watched it. I enjoyed a lot of the uh, the mystery, the world building, the intrigue. It was fun. That being said, it is definitely not a seven point nine. Immediate, like all those people giving it a ten. I, I don't. I don't know. It is far from perfect. The lead actor, Tom Sturridge, who plays Morpheus or Dream, the Sandman. He's. I mean, the Sandman is what <laughs> he's the crow, right? He's a broody gothic figure who controls the dreaming and dreams and takes his duty somewhat seriously. It's seriously, but in a way like the, it's so hard to explain. He takes his duty seriously, but you wouldn't maybe you wouldn't believe it sometimes while watching the acting is good. I have n- nothing against any of the actors, even the child or younger actors uh, that are newer, all good. I think they all did a great job. Uh, the dialogue ranges from smart and good to just what wait what what did they say are they what the brady bunch stuff near the end was it felt out of place the show it's just i don't know i feel like maybe it didn't need to have a story arc over 10 episodes maybe it needed to have 10 separate stories that happened to have the sandman in it then it had a small thread they adapted like 12 issues of the comic so two different storylines and they thread them together in a way that they weren't connected in the comics. I feel like they introduce a lot of characters and then those characters are gone. Not in a kind of monster of the week, like who is who are Mulder and Scully investigating this week? You know what I mean? Like they're introduced as main characters. They have way more screen time than just a guest star. And then you never see him again. It felt very much like the show was trying to be broody. It was trying to be dark And it it was trying to be Game of Thrones and just didn't quite get there. A lot of the violence, a lot of the adult content felt like it was put there for the sake of, for the sake of it, for the sake of ratings. Like, oh, we'll get, we have this character, this thing. And I know a lot of it's from the comic and the comic is very dark or what have you. So I, and I, I have not read the comic, so maybe this is critiquing both. I don't know. I don't know. It was fun. I'm glad I watched it. I'll watch season two because it's Neil Gaiman. And I think the best part about this show is the world building. I want to know more about the endless. I want to see hell try to raise up and take over the dreaming or whatever is going to happen. I want to know like the bigger story. I could care less what happens to Rose. Hopefully she never comes back. Pretty much 95% of the human characters. I'll be happy to never see them again, which is not good in a show that has so many, like there's so many episodes where the Sandman is barely there. And I just, I just don't care. Okay. Still six, six and a half. Visually <laughs> pleasing, all that. Just, it did a horrible job of making me care about people. 
that I think it was trying to make me care about besides the little kid, but they, you know, it's hard not to like root for the little kid in a, in an abusive foster home. I think that's like, that's like a, (laughs) that's like a given. It's like, Hey, you're going to care about this character. I'm like, yeah, I want that character to, I want him to have a happy ending. Nah, that's no, you're like, no, you're just like, nah, he gets stuck stuck in the system. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. Trying to get us pulled off the air as it were. Those are my feelings. As you can tell, they're kind of conflicted. They're a little complicated, but, uh, well, what did you think? I think that I understand a lot of your criticisms, and I think I agree with most of them. I think the first four or five episodes of the show are really good. Let's just go ahead and give a little background. Sure. The Sandman, I'm just going to read the first line off uh, Wikipedia. The Sandman is a comic book written by Neil Gaiman and published by DC Comics. This is our second Neil Gaiman joint. Kind of. We, we watched it and uh, did an episode for another podcast. Which I don't even know if that's released yet. Uh, yeah, we watched Good Omens. <laughs> yes, on the blo- the Blockbusters podcast. Yeah, yes. just recently. The genre that it's put in is dark fantasy, supernatural horror, and superhero. And for the show, uh, fantasy drama, supernatural horror, and superhero. Which I don't even really think that superhero even applies. There are some quote unquote superhero elements later on in the show. Yeah. So the, the two storylines that you talked about that they weave together, which are preludes and nocturnes, uh, originally in the comics guest starred John Constantine, Mr. Miracle, the Martian Manhunter, the Scarecrow, Itchrick and the Demon, and the original Sandman, as well as Batman, the Green Lantern, and Lucifer. Mm-hmm. And then the second one doesn't really have any. It does show something about a guy named Hector Hall, which I think Lyda Hall's husband was hmm. the Bronze Age Sandman, which is kind of cool. Nice little tie back there. Yeah, sure. I think the biggest issue with this show, and I think a, a big criticism that I've read on the internet, which I may not necessarily agree with, but it's too much like the comic book, which I, huh. it's, so, it's so interesting whenever there's an adaptation, because there's usually two camps. It wasn't faithful enough, or it was too faithful, right? Like <laughs> yep. people who complain about The <laughs> Hobbit not being faithful enough to The Hobbit books obviously never read the Lord of the Rings books <laughs> because Peter Jackson took creative liberties with both. But I think Lord of the Rings is one of those rare instances in which the film adaptation do not aggregate me. Uh-oh. I'm not saying that the film adaptations, the films are better than the books. I'm not saying that, but I think more people have probably seen the movies. I'll say it. than have read the books or they saw the movie first and then chose to go read the books. I like Tolkien. I think he's a little wordy. <laughs> it's my criticism yeah. of him. We can do one, like on our, for our final episode, when we're just done with this podcast, we will live critique the Lord of the Rings. Just tear it apart. You just tear it, tear it to pieces. <laughs> I really found this show compelling, even all the way through the end. I, I really, I, I was invested in the characters. I was invested in the story. I think maybe the macro view definitely starts to lose steam because for anyone who doesn't know tom sturridge plays a character named dream who is one of the endless also known as lord morpheus which morpheus great name solid he is a cosmic being who controls all dreams so i think even at the beginning when you go to sleep you enter into a separate realm that realm is what powers all of creation according to the the thing right the mythos yeah it's this really big macro view I don't like cosmic is a great word. Yeah. 
we're not only looking at humanity on Earth, because I think they even say later on in the show, like, I, I destroyed the universe once on accident. Yeah. Whoops. A universe. Yeah. Yeah. And even death, we visit death in uh, one of the episodes, and she talks about, like, long before we came to this planet when I was killing people. Well, she doesn't really kill them. She just takes them to the next Wherever. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. I really, like, I really enjoyed that aspect. The first episode is really neat, learning about all the different things, like how... Lord Morpheus, a.k.a. Dream, is this static character who is immobile. He's the same no matter what. Mm-hmm. We've already kind of given away spoilers, but we'll give it further spoilers in 321. Tywin Lannister captures him on accident, and he's trying <laughs> yeah. to... He He's like, give me all these things, and I'll let you go. I'll, I'll set you free. Give me eternal life. Give me power, whatever. And he he I don't think he says anything. Maybe he says something off screen. We never really know. And it's it's so interesting how the world changes around him, and yet he doesn't change, even though he's been exposed to it for over a hundred years, apparently. The nuance there I thought was really cool and interesting. But then we kind of lose that when you called it the Brady Bunch saga. And it really kind of is. Yeah. There's this thing that happens where we're not really prepped for it. And maybe if we read the, the graphic novel or comic books, we'd be more familiar with the lore. But all of a sure. sudden there's this deus ex machina. Oh, there's a dream vortex and I've got to kill it or else it'll destroy all of creation. Like, you know, I feel like I needed to know that before episode four or five. Like, <laughs> like I, I feel like maybe like an offhand remark in the first couple episodes when Homeboy's trying to get back his stuff, he loses all of his possessions um, which grant him all of his power. Maybe they could have said something like, oh, I've got to find all this stuff before the next Vortex awakens or whatever. In terms of the things that I really, 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 truly enjoyed, John D., played by David Thewlis, I think is probably the best part of this show. His performance and everything that he's in is fantastic. But like that whole sequence when we learn about how important it is or how dangerous it is when you don't have dreams, mm-hmm. there's a, a scene, there is, I think it's an entire episode actually, revolving yeah. around a diner and all the people that are in it. And it's like, hey, I'm just going to remove your ability to have a dream. And then everyone ends up killing themselves. Uh, More or <laughs> because less. Because yeah. yeah. they don't have anything to really live for. I thought that was really cool. It's a great episode. I, I think that a, a lot of the things that this show does well is the world building. I'll agree with you on that. But just like, Telling a story in the macro sense, I think this show does really well. And I think, like like I said, towards the end, it really just runs out of steam. I saw the final three episodes last night. I was kind of waiting them for... I was like, I was ready for each one to be finished so I could start the next episode to see what was going on. Like, I was more interested in the ending of each episode as opposed yeah. to, like, the stories told within it. And I don't think that's a good sign. I was more invested in the outcome than I was the journey. Yeah. For the last... Really, yeah, the last three episodes... I think this could have been an eight episode season or at a, a conflicting thought uh, when I was watching, well, after I finished watching yesterday and I was, I was kind of thinking about it before going to bed and the first half, everything before we get to Rose, before we get to the dream vortex, that could have been a season. You could have even added an episode, made it a little bit more brooding. The slow pace of everything in the first couple of episodes, I really, really enjoyed. And then it starts kicking in and starts going faster and faster and faster. When Rose is first introduced, everything's fine. And she gets to the house she's staying in, in Florida, maybe an episode, maybe two later. And it's like, hey, here are one, two, three, four, five. Here are six new characters. Here you go. They're all here. 
here's six new characters. They're going to be on every episode for the rest of the season, the last four episodes. And I was like, this is that's too much. That's too much. I get that you have to have people in the house and I get that they play their role with, with the dreams coming down, but maybe take that story and make it a six, another six episode season, right? We could have had two six episode seasons or maybe, maybe more, whatever. I feel like they didn't have one storyline that would fill 10 episodes, but they were obligated to fill 10 episodes. So like, Oh, all right, we'll do two. We'll do a six episode story and then a four episode story. And then we'll go ahead and take the Corinthian and kind of weave them through the whole thing so that it kind of makes sense. And it works in a lot of ways. And I get that creative process is different, right? And you're, you're adapting and, and trying to make it fit the medium, but it also doesn't work in a lot of ways. The first collection is eight episodes. So you're telling me that they couldn't stretch eight to 10? Is it eight episodes? Or I'm sorry, um, eight books. Yeah. Eight comic books. Yeah. 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 Or eight, so, eight, I don't know, releases, I guess. Well, no, it's one to eight and then nine to 16. So it's, eight, it's 16 total. Okay. I think it could have been done, but I mean, we can't really litigate what, what could have been done. Yeah. Maybe they just couldn't figure out a way to make it 10 episodes. So they, right. they move some things around. Maybe they wanted to get to the part with Lucifer planning her whatever at the right. end. Maybe that was always a goal. And so they needed to do everything else in, in the meantime. Man, this is going to sound like the opposite of what I normally say, but maybe if they had stuck to a 60 minute runtime for each episode. I was going to say maybe we could cut some, but maybe we needed to add some to make it more fleshed out. Maybe I would have cared yeah. more if we had time, more time with some of these characters. Right. You mentioned the diner episode and a traditional television series. That would have been a kind of a filler episode, I guess, because the main there's no main characters. It's all side characters the entire time, more or less. I mean, Sandman doesn't show up till I think the very, very end of it. But I loved that episode. It was so interesting and so deliberately paced and so deliberately shot. And I was like, okay, I'm into this. It kept building and building and building. It was really well done. And that was a good kind of bottle episode. And then everything just ends after like the right after that, none of that mattered. And oh, Rose is here. Oh, who's this person with the gold eyes? Oh, okay. Like it just like it's six episodes in, and then suddenly he's accomplished his quest and then he's got an episode where he's like, well, that was fun, but now I feel empty. Then it starts a whole new thing. And it's like, I I get it, but I I don't know, but maybe I don't, you know, like I really do feel like this was two seasons or two series kind of shoved together for, and and you can't convince me there wasn't a better way to do it. Yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'm not trying to do that. I agree with you for sure. Oh, not you. Sorry. The general you, uh, you as in Neil Gaiman, Uh, (laughs) is it Gaiman or Gaiman? I don't know. It's whatever he wants it to be. Oh, fair enough. I think the issue is, is that they were just, they should have just stuck with one plot. Yeah. You could argue that maybe we would get tired of him trying to retrieve his badges of office or whatever, like over the course of 10 episodes, but then it doesn't need to be 10 episodes. Mm -hmm. Then it can just be eight. Why 10? Like, yeah, yeah, it's a nice round number, but you know what else is a nice round number? Eight. I mean, I was fine with him doing six. Yeah. 12. (laughs) Yeah. If I can sum up kind of what we're trying to say or what we are saying, we liked it. It overstayed its welcome. I don't I wouldn't even say that. I think it it isn't for me that it overstayed its welcome. It's just that like I don't want to say I wasn't interested. It just the first half and the second half of this season. Yeah. Like I agree with you totally that they do feel like two totally different shows. Like the dark, brooding excess and murder of the first few episodes, they're really intriguing. Like I really I cared. 
that, you know, he was stuck in that little ball that he couldn't escape and it had the little thing on the bottom and he couldn't, no one could be awake around him because if he, if he infiltrated your dreams. Yeah. 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 No one could be asleep around him. Sorry. Yeah. Like, I thought that was all cool. Like building the world, like we're exploring this character. Maybe we needed to have more than one episode of Tywin Lannister. And I get maybe he's a, he's a big get and maybe he commands a lot of money. Maybe his death could have been the introduction into the second episode or whatever. Yeah. You know, who knows? But I, I think that's my issue is that there the dichotomy between them is so great that for me it's not that it overstayed its welcome. It's just never it never should have been like that to begin with. Because I, I like both stories. The Brady Bunch saga is cool. Um, I've like there's a really big <laughs> head fake for me because when you keep talking about there, there's this convention of serial killers, which couple things one i think the diner that that they meet in is the same diner with the bottle episode oh yeah i think it's supposed to be everything wrapping in and out of itself right when they're meeting like and they're like the family man can't show up and then when she meets what's his name hal hal carter who's the owner of the b&b and he's a drag queen yeah with a bad haircut let me i'm gonna put it out there bad haircut i think it's supposed to be bad uh, it's pretty bad <laughs> When they're in the dream and he and she rips her face off and it's him underneath. Yeah. And then when he rips that face off and it's that weird fleshy skeleton thing, I thought he was going to be the family man. Oh, you thought the fake out was that he was one of the serial killers. Yeah. The reason why he couldn't show up is because his grandmother died and he had to move back to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I re- I really thought he was going to be the he- the the family man. I didn't even think about that. That would have been that would have been interesting. Like, I had completely forgotten about the family man. I thought that was just an excuse for them to try to court the Corinthian. Yeah. The court the right word? I think so. Yeah. The Corinthian played by one Boyd Holbrook making his second appearance. Second appearance. On the sci-fi wise guys, who played Locke in, in the Shadow of the Moon. Much better performance this time around. Uh, I say performance. His performance was great in, in the Shadow of the Moon. Just uh man, that that movie sucked. <laughs> All right, moving on. Also, like I didn't realize that he's also in Logan. Yeah, he's in a lot of things. He's in The Predator, uh, Indiana Jones 5, apparently. Oh, ooh, that'll uh, be his breakout role, I'm sure. <laughs> Wait, who's he playing? It just says post-production. <laughs> it like, it, oh, it doesn't say who he... Yeah, it literally uh, just says post-production. If I click on Indiana Jones 5, I'm going to scroll down. Yeah, no one, except for Harrison Ford, no oh. one has... Olivia Olivia Rich, Richards plays actor. Yeah, uh, Mads Mikkelsen is in it. Sweet Antonio Banderas. Oh yeah, Toby yeah. Jones. Like I mean, it looks like a pretty good cast. Anyways, you know though, I'm hold on, I'm scrolling. I don't see Shia LaBeouf in here, so I, I don't know how it's gonna fit. That actually kind of upsets me. It does. Yeah. Let's go look at some of the other actors while we're here. Patton Oswalt voices Matthew the Raven. Pretty good. He's been doing a lot of voice work recently, I feel. I feel like he's done voice work for a long time. Is it just that I'm just noticing it or watching the things that he's in? Maybe. Because he was in uh, he's in the boys. He's also he was in Modoc. Yeah. I mean he's just he's done a lot of stuff. Bojack Horseman. He, so. he was in Star Trek Picard as the voice of a cat. It's like a holographic cat or whatever. I mean, it's, it, was, it was Star Trek. You didn't have to explain it. Uh, <laughs> it's actually really funny. The cat started talking, and I was completely taken out of the scene. So I was like, "Is that is that Patton Oswalt?" It's got. I actually paused and looked it up. I uh, also, you know, Remy. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Ratatouille. Yeah. Uh, Vivian. Ooh, I'm gonna try this one. A Chimpong. Yeah, sure. That, that sounds good. That's Played. her. This is her second appearance on 
oh, sci-fi yeah. wise guys as well. Yeah. Oh, she, oh, she was in the one. She played Grace Kinu in the one. Ah. When Netflix tricked us into watching a show that wasn't sci-fi by labeling it sci-fi. Yes. I guess she was in the first episode. I didn't even remember her in that. Yeah, there were so many characters in that show that I just do not care about. She was one of them. Vanessa Samuyai played Rose Walker only as one credit. Yeah. <laughs> Which is this. I looked her up. It says she was credited as Kyo Ra. And if you look up Kyo Ra, like she has a YouTube. Okay. Maybe she should stick to that. She did okay in this. Is she, she should, I didn't think she did horrible. The Brady Bunch house with all of the misfits who all have hearts of gold, except for Ken, who has the heart of, <laughs> I want to cheat on Barbie. It's a dream, man. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, don't think he sure. actually does it. It's no, just he doesn't dream. do it. I said, I didn't say he was a cheater. I said he <laughs> wanted to. It was such a weird, this is going to sound, I'm going to be super hypocritical for a moment. I felt like up to that point, the show was just like, look at all these evil people. Everyone's bad. This guy says that he doesn't want people to lie, but he's just going to kill everyone, right? He's just going to kill people. Uh, he's going to make people kill each other. You have the serial killers, of which one of them is a pedophile, and they're all just accepting of his condition. It made me very uncomfortable, which I'm sure it's supposed to, and I know that's a character from the comics, yada, yada, yada. And then you get to this group of misfits who are all just like best friends right from the get-go, and I'm like, I needed like two more episodes to like soft, like I don't trust anybody up to this point. I'm suspicious of everyone. And I know it's like the elderly British gentleman, the drag queen, the two goth, like <laughs> way too goth ladies. Uh, and then Ken and Barbie. Yes, that's their real names. And I'm just like, I get it. They're trying to show the misfits. And then they're showing the people like that look normal or actually serial killers. Like, okay, I get this juxtaposition, but I was still waiting. Like you, like you kind of said, I was kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. There's no way that these people it, there's there are literal shots in this show in the last few episodes where those that group of people those so it says five people now maybe six with Rose's friend uh, Lita yeah are all sitting around a table in a half circle they're sitting on the other side of the table and it looks like a shot from a bad sitcom where everyone's all together at the end and they're all around the table and they're like oh hey we're here for you yeah we'll go do this like no one has jobs. No one's like, hey, I mind my own business, but I appreciate you guys. You know, thanks, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, everyone is like, this is our family. It's just way too much. Way too much. Okay. I'm going to rant about that at least two more times. <laughs> I really, it really, like, I, I I, did not like it. And, like, and that's the thing is also the dialogue on top of that is not good. It's, oh, really? Yeah, we'll help. Oh, you will too? Thank you so much. Like, it was like freaking, uh, like, leave it to Beaver style dialogue. It was not good. I'm sorry. Like, it, especially with everything up to that point being dark, brooding, it just, it was too much. No, I get you. Gwendolyn Christie's in this as well. Yes. yes. Played by, uh, played she plays by. Lucifer Morningstar, but she was also Brienne of Tarth and uh, <laughs> Captain Phasma. <laughs> Captain Phasma, the worst um, villain in all of uh, Star Wars. Nah, man, she's the new Boba Fett, which means she's going to get a show in like 20 years that's going to ruin your memory of her. No. <laughs> is that what it is? Yep, pretty much. What a waste. Oh, my God. <laughs> One day we're going to talk about those. Like, there are plenty of podcasts and all of your friends that have talked about Star Wars. And we're over here trying to talk about the things that other people aren't talking about for the most part. But one day, I, we're going to just have enough and we're going to break down each of those movies. It's going to be How did bad. you feel about Tom Sturridge's performance? 
I think he was trying to be David Boreanaz. I don't know if I know who that is. Well, look him up. Boreanaz. He's an American actor. Okay. This guy from Warehouse 13. Uh, sure. <laughs> Ooh, he was a producer on the show called Seal Team. He was also the main character or act, principal actor in SEAL Team or whatever. But before that. Apparently he was in Buffy, which I never watched. So. Oh, okay. And Angel, not Warehouse 13. Who's where, Who's the guy I'm thinking of? He was Angel in Buffy, who then got his own spinoff show. He's a brooding vampire in the world of Buffy, the mythos of the vampires. They don't have their souls. That's the whole thing. Vampires don't have their souls. They, they aren't capable of feeling guilty. They have no consciousness. Consciousness? Consciousness? I think it's just conscious. They don't have a conscience. They just go do whatever feels good. And that's why they're all evil and whatever. And he kills the wrong Romani person and gets cursed with his soul. So he's been like this evil, one of the most evil vampires there ever was for hundreds of years and then gets okay. cursed to have his soul back. And so he's like overcome with immense amounts of guilt. And he's incapable of killing himself, I guess. They don't really get into that. Anyway, so he's this dark, brooding character who's constantly looking inward on himself. And that's all I could think of every time he came in is like, here's this tall, pale, dark-haired man. It doesn't say a lot, but has a few connections and kind of slowly opens up and becomes like, it's just Angel. Which, I mean, Sandman is obviously an older comic, so they're they're pulling influences from there. But it sure. did, it but did feel like he was- But never seen him portrayed on screen. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I did feel like he was just trying to be David Boreanaz from 1999. <laughs> At the same time, it, that was 1999. That's over 20 years ago. We haven't really had kind of that uh, gothic lead character in a long time. Maybe we'll see a rise of more of that type of thing. Like you, I don't know, like the crow, that type of stuff. Like I think that was really popular- in the late, the 90s, especially late 90s for a while, maybe early 2000s, you know, like all the leather and stuff. I'm trying to think of what's that? What's that Jessica Alba show? Dark Angel? I'd call that kind of gothic. Yeah, it did, it did two seasons. Jensen Ackles is in it. It's it's okay. Oh, uh, I mean, like the poster for the show. Yeah. I mean, it, like all these characters look like they were in the Matrix. His name is Morpheus. The Corinthian looks like, <laughs> he really kind of looks like one of those uh, albino twins. Yeah, they all look like they should have been in the Matrix, but they all do. Like it's it's that type of that's that style, and I would say they're ripping off that style, except for the comic predates most of that. Sure, and we haven't any, had anything like this in a while. Like visually, the leather, the black. It's very telling that the Corinthian wears white and Sandman wears black, uh, just to like kind of throw off the visuals. I don't mind the the visual look. I thought the costuming was done well. Uh, I do want to talk about some of the differences. You, you've never sure. read the comic either, yeah? No, no, I didn't know anything about the show until we uh, I saw it on Netflix. Gotcha. We have a mutual friend who, I have a good friend, who uh, has tried to get me to read the comic before. Why'd you say it like that? Uh, because, and- Am I not friends uh, with this person? No. <laughs> do they not and, like me? Uh, you, you don't know them. And uh, <laughs> you don't know them like I do, Chris. That's fair. Uh, no, so I knew it was a comic- I kind of knew it was coming. I didn't realize it was out until you sa- you were telling me about it. And, hey, I'm several episodes in or what have you. I knew about the Sandman, the superhero character. We talked about it earlier. H- Hector Hall plays or is a superhero called the Sandman, right. um, who is definitely an inspiration, if not the inspiration, uh, aside from the question for Rorschach, the Grey Ghost, 
from the animated Batman series. The grayish ghost. Yeah. The grayish ghost, yeah. So like I knew that there was a character called the Sandman because I think he was part of the the Justice League or the the Justice Society, whatever they call it for the Bronze Age of comics. Mm-hmm. I didn't know his name was Hector Hall. Uh, in fact, if you look at the Sandman Wikipedia page, if you scroll down to the first comic book cover you see, which is a costume, a yellow and red costume, which looked very similar to the one that Jed was wearing in his dream sequences, which yeah. I thought was really cool. So let's let's talk about it. Hector is the Hector in the show, the Hector you're referring to. Okay. Most of the changes, the changes they made to the show from the source material are kind of split into three categories. There's some gender swapping. There's a lot of people who complain about that. If you want to go look at it, um, if you're going to complain about that, keep it to yourself. I don't care. Yeah. There were changes made because it, they're moving mediums, right? You know, the Corinthian being given a bigger role in the story so they can tie everything together, stuff like that. <laughs> the third category, which is I think the most interesting, is they had to remove DC characters from the stories. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that Hector, the Hector that dream impregnates Lita. Uh, if you haven't watched the show and you've somehow listened this far into the podcast, yes, that does happen. And it's about as ridiculous as you think. He is the original Sandman, and he shows up in the comics in those dream sequences. He's trapped in the dreaming. He's he's died, and he's there. I think he becomes some other hero. He gets resurrected eventually. It's comics. Yeah, They had to change all that. So the Nightmare Galt, or Galt was originally two other nightmares who were DC characters, so they had to get rid of them. Hector couldn't be the Sandman anymore. They changed... The role of Lucifer, I guess. Why? I guess previously to Sandman in DC Comics, there had been a civil war in hell in some comic book storyline. And Lucifer was no longer in charge of hell or was just one of many that was in charge of hell. No, I'm sorry. Uh, Why did they have to remove DC characters? Because they don't have rights to them. Oh, is this not a DC show? (laughs) It's Warner Brothers, but it's not part of the larger DCU thing. And so it's rights and stuff. Yeah, basically, yeah. It is what it is. They didn't want to make it related to it at all, which is fair. Even this was released by DC, but they're like, we want it to be its own thing. We don't want it to have any relation just so there's no question. You know, either way, because it does have the Warner Brothers logo at the beginning of every episode, which I thought was weird because it's a Netflix show. I mean, they had the the Freezy guy when uh, Jed's in one of his dreams. He's like, it's part of my rose gallery. It's just that there's that picture of the guy. I think they call him Killer Frost. I think that might be who it is. It's an homage. It's not really... I mean, it looks just like him. Does it? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. There's either either some rights issues there or just they decided creatively that they did not want to have that type of uh, tie-in. Sure, sure. That changed a lot in the last half. I think... There was a John Constantine and then a Joanna Constantine. There were two different characters, but they were like, hey, we have Jenna Coleman. We might as well have her play both roles because then it's one less act we have to deal with and it makes it more interesting. So stuff like that. There's definitely some of those one-star reviewers who are like, hey, this character was a different race or ethnicity or gender or all of the above, yada, yada, yada. I don't think it changes anything about any of the characters. It doesn't add or take away, so it really doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm going to just... Shameless plug here. Yes, please. On my other podcast, you Podcast SG Fun, I said shameless. I, I, I prompted you and you didn't say no. Kel and I talk about how when they redid the pilot for re-release or whatever, so the first two episodes, in that first episode, of there's what? full frontal of Stargate. Oh, you didn't mention Stargate. You have a, you have a Stargate true. podcast? I do have a Stargate podcast. Podcast SG Fun. Podcast SG Fun. On all your favorite social media and podcasting platforms. In that first episode, I remember watching it because I I saw it when it premiered in 1997 on Showtime. There's full frontal nudity 
Yeah. In that original episode. And then when you watch the reimagined pilot, they've completely removed any sense of it. All that does is show you that you didn't need it, yep. which that's the great part about comic books and, and adapting them to the screen is if the character truly needs to be who they are, then, you know, then you, you show them who they're supposed to be. Yeah. But like the fact that instead of John Constantine, we have Joanna Constantine. I don't care. I mean, would it have been fun to see Keanu in this show? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> you know sure, what I mean? Sure. I just, I would just imagine him just going, Morpheus. Uh, <laughs> that'd have been fun for me. That would have been a bit much, but okay. A little, little bit of fan service there. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. no, I, I like Jenna Coleman's portrayal. I think it was great. Um, like I said, I don't know enough about the comic book to comment on any characters who have been gender, race, species swapped. I don't, I don't care. It doesn't matter. All that really matters is that we have these androgynous, you know, endless portrayed by by people who appear to be androgynous because, you know, they can't really assign. How do you assign gender to a cosmic being who controls, you know, the realm of dreams? He just happens yeah. to take the physical form of what appears to be a, a male in his early 30s, late 20s. You know what I mean? In one scene, he takes on a different form where yeah. he's similar aged black man. Yeah. Yeah. For, who knows? Who yeah. cares? Who, yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> he literally creates dreams. Yeah, yeah. Some fun facts about this show before we go too far. Before we go too far, we're an hour in. <laughs> JGL Joseph Gordon-Levitt was planned originally to star and direct in this. I didn't know this, but an adaptation to the screen was planned in 1991, which I think yeah. is really interesting because the comic book debuted in 1989. Which there was that. This makes me sound like a really old person telling people to get off my lawn, but. I think people are really spoiled at the oh. amount of comic books and, and graphic novels that have been adapted to the screen. Mm. Because when I was growing up, the comic book movies that I watched were the Superman movies, which I'm not going to insult them on this podcast, but they're terrible. Whoa. And then I had Superman I had, 2. Superman 2 is a. Uh, okay. Yeah. And then I had Dolph Lundgren playing the Punisher who rode a motorcycle through the sewers of some city. I don't even remember which one it was. And then, you know, Batman. You know, Tim Burton's Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Like, but Batman came out in like 1950-something. Superman came out in 1940-something, right? So these sure. characters, it took... And, and I mean, there was a Superman show. There was a Batman show. Like, there was a long time between intellectual property being created and released in whatever form it was, and then it became a movie, or then it became a show. Saying, hey, I'm going to adapt this comic book that I just released two years ago into a movie in 1991, I think it was a bold effort. And mm -hmm. it languished in yeah. development hell for many, many years. Apparently in 2013, David S. Goyer, one of the creators of it, pitched it to Warner Brothers, and then that's when JGL was supposed to get involved. However, he exited in 2016, apparently over creative differences. <laughs> and then eventually they were like, you know, we're not going to make it a movie. We're going to make it a show, which it's hard to lament what could have been, especially with Warner Brothers current direction, which is <laughs> all I'm going to say, really. Maybe this would have been a better movie. Mm. I just I'm not sure how it could have been told as a movie because the last big anthology graphic novel that I'm aware of. Well, it's not really an anthology, but graphic novel that like has this big, huge, powerful macro story is The Watchmen, which a lot of yeah. people didn't like that as a movie. That's because they there were no giant uh, space octopuses. And um, that's fair. That's, that's uh, what it was. I mean, I'm just that saying. That's the only reason. That's the only thing I can think of why you would hate that movie, because <laughs> there weren't enough giant space octopuses. 
octopi Oct- cephalopods Seth- yes there you go cephalopods yeah i don't know i mean obviously i don't, I don't want to see what it would have been in 1991 I, you know it probably would have been awful just really interesting show i'm glad i watched it my wife really enjoyed it hmm. it's good to see like it's it's really good to see dc get a win with their live action stuff because they absolutely kill it in the animated department. You say DC. I don't think DC, it doesn't say anything about DC comics in the intro. It says Warner brothers television. Sure. So this could have been a win for them, but I don't know yeah. if, I don't know if it is. I don't, I, I disagree. Well, no, I just meant like the intellectual property. Sure. Many times when DC properties get adapted to the screen, they don't always do well live action wise. And I say that because the best animated superhero shows are Batman. Oh, sure. All of those movies that they make. I love all the DC animated movies. Give give me more. More or less, yeah. Bruce Tim inject it directly into my veins. <laughs> I want it. You know, the what's it called? The not the laughing joke or whatever, but the the killing joke. Yeah, the killing joke. That, that one I don't know about. They tried. Yeah. It's like I said, it's just it's really nice to see a property that a lot of people really love get adapted successfully, I guess is what I meant to say. Yeah. Successfully. I would say successfully, yeah. It's not fun when it when it doesn't work out. Cause I've been on the receiving end of that many a time. And, you know, it's it's hard because uh, you know, I take a lot of things in jest, but it's really hard when people just, you know, make fun of the thing that you really love. It, you know, whenever things get adapted to television, it's hard, you know, like Halo. Uh, <laughs> all right, don't you're trying to bait me now. I'm baiting. That's bait. I'm baiting hard. <laughs> uh, yeah, that wasn't an adaptation. Okay. Uh, overall, worth the price of subscription. I mean, yeah. Until Netflix raises its prices again. Yeah, um, I would agree. I, I'm actually, as much as I've been a bit critical of it, I am looking forward to season two. It can only I. I say it can only get better. It could definitely get worse. But with Neil Gaiman being directly involved, like I, I trust it. I trust that it'll be at least as good as season one, which I did enjoy. Uh, so I am looking forward. If there is a season two, as of right now, they haven't announced it one way or the other. Mm-hmm. But uh, they've definitely set it up for a season two. I mean, well, yeah, we're getting Good Omen season two here soon. And that's years later. So, Do you have an idiot of the show? I mean, there's a pedophile. <laughs> So that makes that real easy. <laughs> Remind me who the pedophile was? Funland, the the bigger bigger guy who's uh, a serial I mean, killer. I, I mean, yeah, I, I guess. I mean, they don't directly say that he's a pedophile, but he does kill kids. So he does I'll kill kids, it. and he looks at them, and yeah. I I'll mean, take so there's it. that. I also like. There's another guy who keeps a foster kid in his basement for the eight hundred dollars a month. Yeah. You know, and like <laughs> verbally and physically abuses the child and his wife. I mean, that's, there's so many people to choose from. (laughs) There's Alex at the beginning. I think his name's Alex. Tyrion Lannister's kid who shoots the bird instead of just freeing the guy. Burgess. Burgess, there you go. Yeah. And I'm calling them all idiots, but I feel like that doesn't do it justice. Alex maybe is an idiot, but the other two, the abusers, that's evil behavior, right? Not idiotic behavior. Like, I mean, yeah, they're, they're idiots, but. I feel like that that undermines the whole goal of of nominating an idiot of the show. Yeah, I can't I can't really think of one because there's just so many horrible people and I I don't feel right. I can't and you give me yours and maybe I'll agree with you. For me it was very easy. Oh. And it's it's Alex Burgess. Okay. All right, I got there eventually. And I say this for for this very important reason. 
he tortures himself his entire life. Yeah. He literally makes his life worse. There's an important sequence of Charles Dance right before he dies when he's about to get let out from this cage. And then he ends up killing Charles Dance on accident. And then he's like, oh, I'm just not going to free you because there's a chance you might kill me. And so what I'm going to do I mean, instead. He's scared. But, no, of course. Of course. Yeah. But what I'm going to do instead is visit you every single day. Oh, yeah. I'm going to come down here and I'm going to beg for you to promise me that you're not going to kill me. Was it every day? Did they say that? I know they don't show I mean, it. I it's just implied assume. that it's often, but I don't know if it's every day. I, I assume it's every day because like when he's like, I'm never going to come down here again. Well, because he's old and I think that he knows he's, yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like he wants freedom. He wants forgiveness, but he also doesn't want to die. Like, he's scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's sure. idiotic. I just think that he's insanely no. scared. No. I don't know if it's idiotic. No, no, it is idiotic. Well, it's idiotic he, that he didn't he just shoot ruins- his dad. <laughs> he ruins his entire life. Sure. Like that that's my point is he he literally spends his entire life in fear of whether it's death or what could be what could be worse. I don't know. Losing what he has. It's, he becomes his father where he's scared of yeah. losing what he has. Sure. And that makes him an idiot. Oh yeah. I I you know what? I don't agree, but I understand your reasoning. I I don't agree with your conclusion if that if that's fair. I'm just, I I just I wouldn't live my life that way. I just I just don't care. Like I just I, kill me. Just kill me and get it over with. I, I won't live in fear of something, of some guy living in the basement. Like, I just, just let me, just free him. <laughs> some guy go. living in the basement. Yeah. Oh, man. Who's Kelsey Grammer? Oh, you know what, though? You know who my idiot is? I thought about it real oh. hard. Sorry. I've been thinking about okay. it. It's uh, Princess. Who? The Princess of England. They don't name her. Oh. Who is going oh, to, the in the <laughs> middle of the night, marry yeah. some football Mm, a soccer soccer star because they're so in love the soccer star who ends up being a possessed by a demon or whatever yeah in the middle of the night in some church there's my idiot don't elope yeah don't do that no elope elope you know but don't do it on a whim in the middle of the night like yeah plan plan some things yeah yeah go 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 to i don't think can you when you have a wedding in another country does that do you have to have another ceremony or another like I guess, like, if I'm if I'm American and I if go to I London, live in England, and I get married in, in America Vegas, or Vegas, I'm yeah, still married legally. Yeah, how does that work? I mean, I think it's just a certificate. Are marriage certificates transferable Ooh. across country lines? Like, is that or national lines? Is that a thing? your Las Vegas wedding is legal and fully recognized in the UK, so you don't have to register your marriage? Interesting, interesting. Yeah, so Vegas, go for it, do it. Yeah, yeah. You asked a very important question a moment ago, and I. I backed us up. I apologize. That's fine. Who is Kelsey Grammer? I want to say Lucifer so bad. <laughs> but I also don't want to be judged. <sighs> I, I will if you say it. I yeah. I want to be Lucifer so bad. But, but, Fiddler's Green. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. I think Fiddler's Green. I think that's that's a good role for him. Okay. But also Lucifer. <laughs> Just to confuse the audience. I think for me, it would have been, where is he? Where is he? Where's his name? What if Lucifer had just taken on form of Kelsey Grammer? (laughs) Martin Ten Bones. Oh, oh, that's good. That's real good. Furry oxen thing. What Uh, if, oh man, (laughs) that's good. Just voice acting. Did all of his well, lines I mean, in like, an hour? No, that would have been perfect. Maybe, maybe the voice, and then like they take his face, kind of like just the bald head portion. Kind of like how <laughs> they make the Hulk look like Mark Ruffalo or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's this yeah. weird polar bear fantasy creature. I love that that was her dreams, by the way. 
And she's <laughs> like, she's the fantasy princess, but she's got like sunglasses on, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, and she talks gotta, like she's smart, but none of it makes any rays, sense. You know, you don't want to get blinded. No, I know, but like it didn't fit. It just, she just was yeah. like, yeah, I wear sunglasses. So if it wouldn't have been him, which I totally accept if it can't be him, I would have been either Kane or Abel. Oh, yeah. Or both. Yeah. Probably Kane. I liked Kane and Abel. They were, they were fun. <laughs> Great show. Lots of fun. Kelsey Grammer should be in season two. I agree. That'll make this uh, so much better. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, if you hated the show, if you agree with our opinions, if you disagreed with our opinions, let us know. Reach out to us via email, scifiwiseguys at gmail.com. You can hit us up on the Twitter, at scifiwiseguys. DM us or add us. It doesn't matter. I'd love to hear your opinions on things. Uh, if you have suggestions for other straight-to-stream science fiction or science fiction-adjacent media that we should watch, send it our way. We really appreciate getting the suggestions that makes filling out the schedule that much easier. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we get mm-hmm. to make fun of you for your choices. It's the most important part of it. Yeah. Stay healthy. Stay hydrated. <laughs> and uh, if your dad captures a cosmic being who controls the realm of dreams, just let him go, man. Just let him go. Just let him go. <laughs> Nothing. You let him go right away. Nothing bad will probably happen to you. Yeah. Just, and even uh, if it does, you know. Yeah. I think cosmic beings in general. If you come across a cosmic being, leave. Yeah. If they need help and it's in your within your power, do it. If they can't, yeah. if you can't help them, they don't need it. Yeah, leave. Just leave. I mean, Never talk about it with anyone, unless they tell you their name and it's like, blah, 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 blah. yeah, it's still yeah, leave. Yeah, just get out. If if they have more apostrophes than vowels, just leave. <laughs> more apostrophes than vowels. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just leave. <laughs> Good. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. No, the mutual friend I was talking about earlier, that was just Josh. Oh, okay. I was just messing with you. <laughs> I, it's probably not. I actually, uh, I thought about trying to get him on here, but he'd only seen the first two episodes. If he had seen all of it, I would have been like, I would have reached out to you and said, hey, this guy's watched, like, big fan of the comics, but. And then just not told me who it was. <laughs> Until he appeared it, oh, that would have that been good. <laughs> that would have been fantastic.